This is Science Friday. I'm John Dankosky. And now it's time to check in on the state of science. This is KERA For WWNO, St. Louis Public Radio, Iowa Public Radio News. Local science stories of national significance. More than 400,000 people in Pennsylvania have medical marijuana cards. But Pennsylvania law doesn't protect workers who use medical marijuana to treat a doctor-approved condition. So this is leading to firings, lawsuits, and court cases. More than a dozen of these cases were investigated by my next guest. Ed Mahin is an investigative reporter for the independent investigative newsroom Spotlight PA. He's based in York, Pennsylvania. Ed, welcome to Science Friday. Thanks so much for having me. So let's first get a bit of a timeline here. When did Pennsylvania legalize medical marijuana? So after a lot of negotiation and advocacy, our Democratic governor and Republican legislature legalized medical marijuana in April 2016. It took uh, until about early 2018 for medical marijuana dispensaries to actually begin opening for patients. So, yeah, it takes a while to, to ramp up medical marijuana in any state. What kind of conditions are eligible for medical marijuana treatment? There are 23 qualifying conditions in Pennsylvania. The list includes cancer, epilepsy, post-traumatic stress disorder. Two common ones are anxiety disorders and chronic pain. Those are ones that I think lead in terms of the number of patients qualifying for those reasons. Well, and I know that this has come up in other states that have medical marijuana laws on the books. Have there been questions from people about what conditions should actually qualify? Oh, yeah, there's been a a whole process. The actual law itself had a a shorter list. And then over the years, um, there's this medical marijuana advisory board that recommends adding certain conditions to the list. And then the secretary of health in Pennsylvania will then approve them. Anxiety disorders was one of the conditions that was added through that process. And, you know, I've spoken to a number of patients who have talked about how it's helped them. Uh, Todd Douglas is one example I have a clip of him that we can listen to. It helps with pain, but it also helps me feel better about the fact that I have pain. Mm -hmm. Like some, this pain's not going away. And so Todd's story is somewhat common. He says cannabis relieves pain, which in turn helps with depression, improves his mood, helps him focus. He says it gives him energy after work, whether he does dishes or builds bike trails in the woods near his house. You know, these are all ways he says it helps. And there's more than 400,000 active patients in the state who are approved to use cannabis. So let's talk about what you investigated in your story. What what are some of the legal protections that people have who use medical marijuana? So Pennsylvania's law states that employers can't discriminate against an employee solely on the basis of such employee's status as an individual who is certified to use medical marijuana. But we found that protection has significant limits. You know, Pennsylvania's law doesn't specifically address the rights of patients to use the drug when they aren't at work. And unlike some other states, it doesn't include protections for them if they fail a drug test but are not impaired. And so we found people were denied or fired from a variety of jobs. Forklift operator, welder, medical assistant, emergency medical technician, customer service representative. So it's a wide range. It's kind of remarkable, though. It's it's legal in the state to use medical marijuana if you are approved to have a card. How exactly do employers get away with firing people for doing something that's legal? Yeah. In the cases I reviewed, employers have made three main arguments. One, they argue that using the drug isn't actually protected at all under Pennsylvania law as a worker. You know, you're, you're it's legal for you to use it, but then they argue that you're not actually protected to have it in your system at all when you're working. 
Two, they argue that the job requires safety-sensitive work. And so they argue it's too big of a risk for a, a medical marijuana patient to do that type of work. And three, they'll say federal rules ban patients from doing certain jobs. And they argue that those federal rules trump state law. And we found there's often dispute about how far those federal restrictions go. And there's often dispute about all of these three issues that, that I mentioned. But but I think that this is a really important distinction. It's It would be important, I suppose, for employers to know that someone wasn't actively high while on the job, but there's not really a way to test for that. Marijuana is maybe in your system, but there's no way to tell, am I impaired while on the job? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the commonly used urine drug screens, you know, these are used by the vast majority of employers to test, and they detect that someone might have used marijuana days or weeks ago or, or several weeks ago. And so they do not measure impairment. And so there's not a good standard or agreed upon way of measuring impairment based on, you know, body fluid, which is how we, we measure most types of impairment. This is Science Friday from WNYC Studios. I'm John Dankosky. We're talking with Ed Mahan. He's an investigative reporter for the independent investigative newsroom Spotlight PA. So, so let's talk through some of the lawsuits, more than a dozen of them that you investigated. What are some of the things you found? You know, some workers allege they were punished even without a drug test, just because someone found out they were a medical marijuana patient. Attorneys for one worker claimed he was demoted after his medical marijuana card fell out of his wallet at work. I spoke with another worker in central Pennsylvania who said he asked his boss about what the medical marijuana rules are at the job, and then he disclosed that he was a patient, ended up getting fired. And then I spoke to another worker near Allentown who felt betrayed after he was fired. He thought he had a card, and that meant he had protections. And then after he was fired, his former employer even sued um, a state board in an attempt to ban him from collecting unemployment benefits. So a lot of workers, you know, losing their jobs, feeling betrayed, and then sometimes running into even other problems because of that. This seems so unbelievably confusing and maybe even puts the entire idea of a, a legitimate medical marijuana marketplace at issue here in the state. Why isn't the law more clear, Ed? You know, I, I've spoken to a number of lawmakers and advocates who are, are working to try to change these laws, but I think you run into issues of just the difficulty of striking a balance. And, you know, one of the Republican lawmakers who's pushing for a change is State Senator Michelle Brooks. She's a Republican and chair of the Senate Health and Human Services Committee. I think what we're trying to do is be proactive, uh, most certainly uh, none of us want to see an accident where someone is injured or killed in the workplace, and then suddenly the lens changes to why wasn't something done? And so she made those comments at a hearing earlier this year, and she, at the time she was speaking in support of some legislation that would really define safety-sensitive jobs, and it would put you know, new restrictions on firefighters, pharmacists, daycare workers, people who operate a motor vehicle at work. And, you know, that bill passed out of committee. But during the negotiations, as they were trying to strike a balance between, you know, cannabis advocates and the business community, the bill has been amended to the point where, like, neither side is pretty happy with what the bill is now. And it's unclear whether that legislation would pass. Well, since there are all these lawsuits that you've been looking into, what's happening in the courts? Is this being settled in any definitive way? 
you know, a lot of these cases settle privately, which makes a lot of sense. It's time consuming and expensive to fight these battles in court. If someone gets fired but gets another job weeks or months later, there are real questions about what kind of damages they are entitled to under Pennsylvania law. I spoke to one attorney who talked about settling some cases for under $10,000, which is a relatively small amount. There have been a few court decisions that lean in favor of the employer and the right to terminate someone. But Pennsylvania Supreme Court has not issued an opinion that clarifies the rights across the board. And a lot of people are waiting for that type of decision to really give them guidance. Anybody who watches election results during a presidential election knows that Pennsylvania is kind of a purple state, right? There's a lot of political diversity. Are any of the results that we're seeing in the courts reflecting a traditional liberal or conservative lean in one part of the state or, or another? That's a really good question and something that I'll be interested in watching. So far, I'd say no. There was a court opinion in a north central Pennsylvania county, which is you know pretty conservative, that, w- that was actually good for employees. But right now, we're working with a, a small sample. And most of the cases, as I mentioned, are settling before a judge fully weighs in on these merits. So it's something to watch for. My guest, Ed Mahan, is an investigative reporter for the independent investigative newsroom Spotlight PA. He's been working on this story. He's based in York, Pennsylvania. Ed, thanks so much for joining us here on Science Friday. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me.